0: This is Get Uncomfortable, the podcast where we talk race, politics, religion, and topics that many avoid at the holiday dinner table with me, Adam A. Smith. With the 2022 midterm elections behind us, many Democrats are celebrating what they see as the destruction of what many feared would be a red wave. Since the 1960s, when folks like LBJ and JFK enacted laws and policies that had a positive impact on communities of color, folks from those same communities, as well as young people, have pledged their unwavering support to the party. Yet Dems lost support among every key demographic group within their base from the 2018 to the 2022 midterms. Today, we're going to do something a little different, a conversation I call Shop Talk, where we give you all the opportunity to hear and hopefully participate in a conversation like the proverbial fly on the wall. So this uncomfortable shop talk conversation is with a self-described old school Dem, Tyrone Wilson. Tyrone was born and raised in the Motor City of Detroit, Michigan. He has organized with National Action Network led local branches of the NAACP, and dedicated an over three decade career to assisting college students in pursuit of their degree. Tyrone, thanks for joining me. Let's have some uncomfortable shop talk about why your Democratic Party don't seem to care about its base. So Tyrone, I'm going to ask you the first question. Can you talk a little bit about your history in community organizing first, because that's pretty well-esteemed National Action Network, NAACP. Talk about that work and then your history with the Democratic Party.
1: Sure, Adam. Thank you, It's, uh, it's great to join you. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Let me start out, before I answer your question, just saying this. The first thing I had to learn about community organizing and civil rights work is I had to learn to be comfortable with people being uncomfortable. It took me a while to learn that because when we used to come into the room, it made people uncomfortable. And for me, it took me a while to get used to that. So I'm glad I'm on your show. We're talking about being uncomfortable. I'm gonna say some things that probably some people may not may not agree with. So let's go ahead and get it, we'll get it going. So I grew up in a in a democratic household. My dad was a Democrat. I don't know much about his side of the family beyond him. So, I, I, again, I was raised, and my, my brother and my two sisters were raised as Democrats. Um, I think the, the, the biggest issue is, I, I think it's not that the Democratic Party doesn't care about its base, but I think that for Black people, I think we all understand that politics is inconsistent. You know, we have consistent enemies and inconsistent friends. So we have to learn how to deal with a party that's going to um as at times seems like it takes us for granted. But what what are our political options? The Republican Party certainly is not an option. The the independents don't have a party. So where does that
0: leave us? It leaves us with trying to make the Democratic Party better. Yeah, you know. I think it all gets grounded because I got folks all the time that tell me, so what do you want? The Democrats got to do everything you tell them to do to get your vote. So, Tyrone, we're old school guys. So we got to we got to explain to some folks how representative government works. Shout out to St. Louis Park um, Elementary School, Peter Hobart, where I learned some general civics. Right. Representative government works that we all. As the millions and millions upon millions, how many million people in the United States, Mr. Wilson? Uh, 330 million. Okay. So 330 million cannot vote on every piece of legislation. So we elect people to represent us not only in Washington, but in states like Kentucky and Frankfurt, in states like Minnesota, in St. Paul, in states like Ohio, in Columbus. And in Washington, to represent us, to vote in our best interest. So essentially, they are voting on our behalf. Is that accurate? Yes, I'm with you. Okay. So that's how representative government works. So when I say, you know, so you and I know, because we talked going into the 2020 election, I was not a big fan of Joe Biden, still am not. I wanted Liz Warren. It's time for women to run the world. Sister's been running stuff from the beginning anyway. I was really a Liz Warren fan, right? And still am. James Clyburn and others decided, we know Joe Biden. We know his moderate foolishness that we have. And I told you, this is, outside of having a demon as the other candidate, I would have found somebody else to vote for. But this is going to be the last time I vote for a Democrat in a federal national election that is sitting currently in office. Now, I voted for Charles Booker in Kentucky because Charles Booker is not the senator. So -hmm. we're going to give Charles a shot. But I want the Democrats to do something that the base wants them to do. Right. We know. The Democrats, yes, historic turnout, this midterm of young people, they're down in the percentage of young people that voted Democrats since 2018. They're down with Black men. They're down with Black women, down with Latinas, down with Latinos. Why don't the Democrats vote the way their base wants them to? What First off, what are the reasons in your mind that the Dems don't do that?
1: Well, I, I think that they are trying to uh, be political and and be savvy at the same time. You know, Adam, you know this better than I do because you, you're a political guy. You, you stated the facts. You stated the definition clearly about representative democracies. Here's the whole point, though. You can support your constituency, but you also at some point in time have to vote and, and put forth legislation that's going to help the entire country. You you can't just always do what your base wants you to do. You
0: got to do what's good for the country. And sometimes that has to happen. Is that what Republicans do? Or do they do what their base wants them to do, regardless how vile, how it is the minority view? 65% of voting age Americans do not believe that you need to reverse Roe v. Wade. Yet the Republicans promised it to their base and they made it. Happen since 2008, right? When President Obama won and the Tea Party came up, they have been putting people on lifelong seats on the federal bench while the Democrats have sat back on their liberal agenda and having a black guy as the president and done nothing. My question is the Republicans do things for their base. Why is it that the Democrats laud what they do for everyone? Well, does that if, make if sense? Does. The Republicans seem to do stuff that their base wants them to do, whether they agree with it, whether it's vile, whether it's a view of a majority. Bottom line is Republicans act, enact policy that their base tells them to do. The Democrats take credit for enacting policy that benefits everyone. And the reality is the base of the Democratic Party is the majority of the country. So explain that to me.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know if I can explain it in a way that, you know, would would, would help you to understand it any better. But, but I think the bottom line is this, is that this Republican Party is not like your grandfather's Republican Party. These people have become cultish. They're, 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 not, they're not practicing any type of real politics anymore. They're, we saw what happened on January the 6th. These folks would rather destroy the country then to allow it to be um, uh, governed by by people who who really want to see this country prosper. I I mean, the the thing that I always look at is that when you talk about what has been done, let's, let's just review this real quick. First of all, President Biden got shots in arms, right? He's got a control on the pandemic. Did Republicans help us with that? No. Let's talk about some other things. You know, we talk about, Uh, manufacturing. Now the president has put forward a plan to have chips manufactured here in this country. Whereas before we were losing jobs overseas and we depended on China for the chips. You know, you you can go down the line and talk about the fact that, you know, we we, now we have a bill for, for helping with climate change. You know, Republicans didn't help with any of that. So why would we take a chance on the Republican Party when they prove they have no
0: credibility? They might do what their base wants to do, but if their base is wrong, they need to educate their base and they won't do that. Well, I, I would say the Republicans have all the credibility because they keep their word to the people that put them there. Their job is not to lead. Their job is to vote the way their people put that put them in office, want them to vote. I get how politics works. I get that you can't get everything. Right. I get that everything's a negotiation, but everything that you mentioned were for everybody. Stimulus checks for everybody. Shots in the arm for everybody. Did they protect voting rights? Did they get rid of the electoral college? I live in a state that my vote does not count because I live in a big flaming red state. My vote doesn't mean anything. It is strictly a um, exercise to recognize the struggle of people who died so I had a vote. It isn't a representative democracy, because every vote doesn't count. That's the reality. They didn't try to protect that. There was a time when I worked as a community organizer in Madison, Wisconsin, where we had our community center was a polling place and people could literally walk up the same day with any state or state issued ID or driver's license and a piece of mail that proved they lived there and they could vote. Now, gone. The Democrats are doing nothing to stop any of it. At the bottom and core, the uncomfortablest part of this is, is the bottom line is Democrats know how white liberals operate and they know. If they do stuff that's too progressive, Mm -hmm. that is the things that brown people want and young people want. I'm talking about making college free, erasing student loan debt, expanding the federal court, creating term limits on federal benches. I'm talking about women's having a right to do whatever they want with their own body, marrying who you want, not sensible gun legislation. We do not need weapons of war. Okay, Unless you're going deer hunting, that's what you need. Outside of that, you don't need a weapon of war in this country. That is stuff that 98% of black and brown and young people agree on, in addition to Green New Deal, in addition to all these other things. The Democrats haven't done one of those things. Well, brother, let me let me ask you this. So you don't think, you don't think that putting a black woman on the Supreme Court was an important achievement for black people? I think that Black women are the most educated and most talented group of demogra- demographic, group in this nation. And for anybody to take credit for finally doing it in 2022 is a freaking joke. Well, who else was going to do it? We couldn't be proud of the Republican Party to I, do it. I mean, I just I, I feel like Tyrone, we lived in Alabama for a long time. I stood on the precipice of the Edmund Pettus Bridge and saw on either side nothing but water. I can't imagine looking in front of me in my Sunday best and seeing elected officials, by the way, Bull Connor and all his people Mm -hmm. attacking me. My vote is more valuable than just just enough. Mm -hmm. I got grandbabies. You got grandbabies. What are they doing to ensure that this country will be here for them? Our people have been here since 1619. If anybody who is patriots, it's the people who have fought and criticized the people of this country for the constitution of this country, right? Mm -hmm. And the Democrats have forsaken us. I'm not saying go vote Republican. That is not what I'm saying, y'all hear me. I did not say that. I said that we should
1: demand more i don't disagree with with most of what you said I, I think that you know as we move forward as politics is constantly evolving and changing I mean this thing has become so complex now are we talking about having a house that you know whoever whoever claims the house at, at the end of all of this counting it, it's going to be a slim margin we have a slim margin in the Senate the the, the thing that that Democrats understand is that we have a a very, very diverse base. You know, 95% of, of, of black people vote Democratic, but you when you look at the base in its entirety, we we have everybody under the tent. That's not true for the Republicans. They don't have to do anything but talk to one group. Those are the MAGA people. And and, and you don't have to be complex or have any ideas.
0: Well, we're just as we're just- We are as integral to the democratic base, black people, black women, first and foremost, Latinas, second, indigenous people, third, black men who 11% voted for Donald Trump in 2020 uh, election. We are as critical. That's the reason James Clyburn stood up and flipped an entire election because he said, we know Joe. Yeah, I know Joe, the same dude who is standing there helping prosecute Anita Hill. I know Joe. I know exactly the kind of person and politician Joe is. And what the Democrats are afraid of is losing even more white women over the age of 29, because they they don't want to appear that we're doing all this crazy so-called wokeness. Now, last time I checked, woke just meant being aware and being awake. Yeah, I mean, I want to be—I want to be a part of a party that is aware and awake because I have children and grandchildren and a whole world that's going to be here after I leave, and I don't want them to struggle like I did. Where are the Democrats at protecting any of that, brother? We we got another two years of this administration. Let's see what happens.
1: I mean, you know, this is a huge country, as you pointed out early on—three hundred thirty million people. See, see, Trump broke this country. He broke the country in more than one way. I'm not talking about financially. He broke the spirit of this country. We're trying to repair it. And, and it's gonna it's not going to happen overnight. So what I'm thinking is, a lot of the stuff that you are proposing, I think it'll happen before the end of the next two years. But it takes time to do some of this stuff.
0: Well, and what you said was, you know, we talked earlier and you were talking about how je- Dems have a messaging yep. problem.
1: Yep.
0: Right? They don't do a good job in their messaging. Now, now the guy I know, from Illinois had a great messaging, okay? Hope change, mm-hmm. Barack, okay? <laughs> right? Um, yes, we can, right? Michelle Obama just released another book and it's already in New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. So tell me why they have a messaging problem or do they have a racism problem? Mm-hmm. Do they have a fear that if they message the kind of things that their base Wants them to do, and I'm not just saying Mm -hmm. black people, I'm saying there's a bunch of 18 to 29 year old white folks, men, women, all the things that believe in the kind of things we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Well, it was
1: Barack, you know, certainly. Um, and and I don't need to give you a a history lesson about Barack because you know all about Barack's background, but I will remind uh, your listeners of this you know, when Barack first ran for for state senate, he got whooped. He got beat badly, but the problem was, and as he said, he went back, reviewed where he made mistakes, he changed his messaging, and the next time he won. The Democratic Party has got to do better in communicating with its constituents. And I think that Joe Biden would even admit to this. President Biden would say to you that, you know, there's a disconnect
0: somewhere, and we need to fix that disconnect. Well, when you're when your whole party is a bunch of old white men, largely. What is the Republican party? There's a po- Oh, I'm not, I'm talking, not about Republicans. talking about the Democrats. I'm talking white. about the Democrat. Yeah. Uh, well, but nobody is talking about the Republicans. See, it isn't a left or right. It can be a I'm going to hold the people who have gotten my most precious thing. The most precious thing we have in this country is yes. our vote. I am going to hold you accountable for being more and not just be okay with. We, we're clear that the Republican value system are not values that the majority, even close, of Americans uh, ascribe to, mm-hmm. right? So- Tell me, why don't Dems be willing to stick out their neck and rather than say, well, we got 51. And then when they get the 51, I think they used it once because they couldn't get those other two senators mm-hmm. in line. Well, you know,
1: I first first of all, I think that <laughs> that I think I know, you know, President Biden not a mob boss. OK, so we, we know that that's what exactly what Trump is. He's a mob boss. So I'm sure that he get his people in line by fear, by threats. You know, that's what he does okay, we don't have to work that way. We can work a different way and be just as effective. I don't want to be like a Republican. I don't want to do things like Republicans do. I want to do things the right way. And so, you know, having said that, the thing that needs to happen, I think, is is that the Democrats need to show a little bit more bravery. I think we can be a little bit more brave in our approach. Uh, I think that's kind of missing because we want people that's going to fight for us. And although we take the fight where the fight needs to go, at some point in time, we have to stop being on defense and be on offense. Now, I I do believe that in terms of a political strategy. As far as trying to make sure we stimulate our base and get people to want to vote for us, you know, that's going to happen with the change of. You know, candidates. We're not going to always have the most exciting candidates, but we're going to have people who have some values. See, I don't. I don't vote anymore about uh, people with ideas. Ideas change. Value systems pretty much stay the same. If you get somebody that has some freaking character, that's the person I want to listen to, and that's the person I want to follow. Public probably, probably doesn't have that until they have that.
0: They, they don't have my interest at all. No, I. Again, this this is what I'm talking about, about an old school damn. It doesn't have to be super salad. It can be the kind of soup we want. I hear what you're saying about the right way. I think not defending a woman's right to decide what she wants to do with her own body in more of an aggressive way is not right. I think it's a character problem. It isn't like that we didn't know the Republican Party was putting people on the bench that was going to repeal Roe v. Wade. We knew it. The Democrats knew it. I worked in politics. I can tell you they knew what was going to happen. And you know what they did? Sit back and said, let them do it. It's just going to hurt them in the midterms. How many women are harmed now because we're playing that kind of game? So- Here's the other question because you, you, I'm trying to get the cinema mm-hmm. mansion thing because who in the heck Joe Mansions from West Virginia Christian Cinema I think what, yes. Arizona Correct. something like that. Okay, so these two people, okay, have been put up by the Democratic Party is they are the reason we can't get anything done. They are the reason we can't get anything done.
1: Well, they vote against the president on, on every turn, so
0: yeah. So what how would it be different if because I don't I don't believe that every Republican voted the way McConnell wanted to or believed what McConnell wanted them to vote in, or even 45. So what's the difference in the other party where they would get people to come along and say, okay, it's in the party's best interest. No, no matter if it's good guys, bad guys, I'm just talking about people because that's how politics used to be. So what is happening different? Is it just easier for the Democrats to say, well, we aren't doing anything in our progressive agenda because these two people won't let us and so blame them? So we can continue to be moderate for fear we're all gonna lose our jobs because we're seen as too progressive.
1: I'm gonna ask you a question, but real quickly, and I know that you know this and your listeners do as well. This time, this this same time, two years into presidency under Barack, Joe Biden has put more federal people on the bench than Barack had the first two years of his uh uh first two years of his uh his uh, presidency. So, you know, he put 82 people on the bench so far in just the first two years. It's going to even be more of that, of course, moving forward now because we have the majority of the Senate. It's going to be easier to push those candidates through. Uh, I think that with Joe Manchin and, and, and Christian Cinema, he, here's the thing, is they've been bought off by special interests. We all understand that. That's what their whole game is. But now, if 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 Reverend Warnock wins... Now we can actually get things passed even without their votes. We have 52, as you know, if they vote against us, you know, Vice President Harris will come in and break the vote. I mean, break the tie. So, you know, that's going to be something that's going to be important for us. But but I think just going back to your question, you know, when when will the Democrats do something that's more progressive? do something that's going to help their party more? I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen before the end of his presidency. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking that it's just going to take a little
0: bit more time to get the things done that we need to get done. So are you <laughs> are you talking this presidency or God help us? Not not the next time. I don't think he's going to we, run again. We, uh, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here. <laughs> in prayer. OK,
1: I think that President Biden is doing what he was assigned to do. He is doing uh, a yeoman's job. At what is it trying to clean up the big mess that Trump left behind? So, you know, you have to clean up before you
0: can rebuild. And and, and that's what we're doing now. We're cleaning up. Well, and you know, one of the differences, like you were talking about cinema and mansion with special interests, it isn't just cinema and mansion, it's the entire Democratic Party and Republican Party, Mm -hmm. right? We have a system where i can go you know growing up in minnesota i can go where rachel lives and drive 4 miles north and get myself a prescription for the same medication for $10 that i would get in st paul minnesota for $110 that isn't happening because it is all about money not about the people mm-hmm. you know that's our challenge is you have a small group of billionaires who want to do anything but pay taxes. Mm-hmm. They want to do anything but give up money. Wealthy people didn't get wealthy and stay wealthy by throwing money around. You and I know that's rich people throw money around. Wealthy people hold on mm-hmm. to their money <laughs> and they don't want to give up any mm-hmm. of it. So people are bought out, the entire system, And the only folks that are bringing in any level of change, the local level, number one, but then you have the House. And because the House is a smaller district, you can have those folks, right? And they can represent, because they're representing a smaller constituency. And so they're really only accountable to that constituency, not a whole state that is disparate with different views. And those votes are more powerful and more valuable Mm -hmm. at that level. One of the things that I really want to get the last piece, right, is there any circumstance where you would say, okay, because again, we live in red states, so our vote for the president means virtually Mm -hmm. nothing because nobody's done anything. And and I get what you're saying about Warnock, but nobody is kicking the filibuster down Mm -hmm. the road. It's just something people can hide behind. The filibuster was created for the exact very reason they're mm-hmm. using it to do nothing. Right. right? We're not going to do anything. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to do anything, especially in the area of civil mm-hmm. rights and human rights. Right. Cause that's what it was created for. So would you at any point think about, okay, maybe I've got to think about my vote differently. If there was a viable third party, if there were candidates that expressed the kind of character that you're looking for and the kind of vision that it's going to take, because I know how important your organizing work. I know how important the community is to you. I know how important the people, not just Black people, all people are to you. If there were candidates espousing those views, would you just say, forget what their party affiliation is? I'm going to vote for
1: It'd have to be some strong evidence that I could trust my vote to that particular new party, whatever it would be, because I'm I'm looking at people that that has to have, you know, Adam, folks got to have some credibility, man. I mean, you know, it's just too many people. I I tell you, a friend of mine said this to me one time, and, and you know, it's true. You know, politics is not, it is not an honest man's game or honest woman's game. It's not. So if you're gonna get involved in the politics, you know that you're going to be dirtied, you're gonna be smeared, you're gonna be bloody. It is not an honest person's game. Okay. So we know as black people, no matter who we support, they ain't gonna always do the right
0: thing by us. We already know that going in. Well, but they don't they don't have to because they know we ain't gonna vote for mm-hmm. the other guy. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to. So all you have to be beholding to, it is the perfect political scenario. You have, I'll just mm-hmm. pick on you. You have Ty Wilson's undying support. No matter what right. you do, I'm not voting right. for the other guy. So then you ain't got to do shit for mm-hmm. Ty Wilson. It's just that simple. I ain't got to do shit. I ain't got to earn his vote because he ain't going to vote for them. So why do I even care? That's why they've forsaken us, because they know they got us no matter what. And the more vile and hateful the base of the Republican Party comes, the closer we, we cuddle to the Democrats, because they're going to protect us. Protect us from what? We don't have far to fall. There ain't a lot of privilege happening with us. So... I guess that's the thing I worry about is if they know they have our undying support, what encouragement do they have then to do something to earn it, to do something to keep it? I, I, th- I think your opening presentation,
1: when you talked about the statistics of this last uh, midterm election, when we started losing voting power among you know, every, every demographic group that, that vote, I think that that's a wake up call for our Democratic Party. I think we're not going to ignore those data. I think we're going to use for our advantage and turn things around. I, I think that as things get worse, and you know, you just mentioned this, Adam. I mean, things can be worse, but there's no one that suffered more than us. No more, no one suffered more than Black people in this country, and, and so we can we can we can weather the storm when it comes to that. But I think politically. I think what, what needs to happen is we have many progressives that, that we need to have take front and center now. You know, AOC and Presley and all all of those great women that, that's, that's involved in politics. Now, we need to give them a space at the table and let them lead. Now, you know, Republicans don't believe in leading. They believe in dictation. You know, they want to be a dictator. They don't believe in leadership. And I disagree with you on this one part. You know, when we talked earlier, you know, you had mentioned that, the responsibility of the person that I vote for is to do what I tell them to do. Yeah, but sometimes you got to lead. Sometimes you have to lead. You know, you can't always just follow. And that's what's going on now politically, particularly in the Republican Party. You know, people are followers, man. They're not leaders, but, but but you get the job under the guise that you're going to lead. Show me what I'm doing wrong. Show me how life can be better. Show me the things that You know that I don't know because my vote is sacred. And and, and that sacred vote means I trusted you to be able to lead in a way because you're going to have information that I would never see. January 6th, if that didn't happen, brother, if we didn't have the Democrats actually finding out information about January 6th, the, the country would never know. That information would have been buried and buried forever. So, I mean, at some point in time, you have to listen to your constituency, and you have to vote the way they want you to vote.
0: But I'll say this caveat. At some point in time, you have to lead. Oh, 100%. The one thing, you know, and I appreciate you sharing your heart as an old school dim. When, y'all, when Tyrone says to me, we Dems," I said, I'm not a dem." <laughs> now, I Again, my grandfather was Democrat. My grandmother was 93 years old and voted, went to the poll to vote for Barack Obama as a 93-year-old Czechoslovakian wow. woman. So no one in my family is, is a Republican. We, we are all Democrat voters. Do I, would I ever vote straight ticket on a ballot? Never, right? Do I feel like parties need to earn my vote? And the people that matter most, there was a point where in the primaries, when folks were talking, they they interviewed an older Black lady. They were asking, who are you voting for? And she said, well, I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Interviewer said, well, why? And she said, that's who the young people want. I'm going to be gone. This is their planet now. So I owe it to them to vote in the way they want me to vote, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're going to be here and I'm not. What a selfless wow. thing. And that's the fear that we have right now. Young people got together around a bunch of issues, mm-hmm. right? Highest voter turnout with young people in a primary election, I mean, in a midterm election in right. decades. Right. Now the Democrats have to start enacting things that young people all say yes and amend to. It, race. I'm not talking about race in this case. Young people Say yes and amend amend to, women's right to choose, Mm -hmm. student loan debt elimination, health care for all, no weapons of war in the hands of human beings that aren't at war, right? Protecting LGBTQ rights. Those are the kind of pieces that the Democrats have an opportunity to earn. And I think you and I both agree, right? The thing that I appreciate is how passionate you are about the people. The country, the nation, that level of patriotism that you have, that I have, no, I'm not flipping and going over to the R's. But in the end, I expect more. Right.
1: And I, I'm looking forward to continuing our conversation about this because, um, you know, we, we have a lot of lot of road to go over, and um, we're going to need everybody's support. We're going to need everybody to be involved in the fight, like you're saying. Um, but um, we just can't give up.
0: Well, and you and I always have Shop Talk. I appreciate you taking the time, joining us, sharing your expertise, your experience, your passion. Everybody who's listening, we appreciate you listening to the Get Uncomfortable podcast. Please like, share, find us, subscribe anywhere that you get your podcast, follow us on social media. We are always open to your feedback, your ideas. Thank you all so much for joining us. Tyrone, thank you, brother. Thank you, my brother. Peace. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Get Uncomfortable, the podcast with Adam A. Smith. This podcast is produced in partnership between Adam A. Smith and Rachel Hansen. Links to everything mentioned in the episode today, as well as Rachel and Adam's contact information will be included in the show notes.